China's got this whole folder on you, all your images, all your shit. I can go, okay, Tom in whatever this time of year, what was he talking about? Oh, look at Tom was banging lady boys <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> so in just under 48 hours, I'm officially going to be a married man. Yep. You know, it's funny because when it comes to this big life event, there seems to always be these challenges and obstacles and things you've got to overcome. I guess you've got to just learn to roll with the punches and it, it's like a good test, I suppose, to keep level-headed. So I guess I'll see you guys on the other side. But no, I'm actually really excited. I'm very grateful that I get to have this opportunity to marry my best friend and soulmate. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. I know this has nothing to do with the podcast, but yeah, it's a pretty big deal for me. And I just wanted to share that with you, especially those who've been following this journey for so long. So appreciate all you guys. But on to the podcast, we have Dakota of Earth, one of my best friends and brother in arms. We recorded this podcast in Chiapas, Mexico, where we hosted a really cool travel, spiritual retreat. People came from all over the world and it actually surprised me on how life-changing it was for so many people and how closely people bonded, you know. I think it was uh, definitely a life learning experience for myself and this is definitely something that I'm so excited to continue doing, you know. I think this is a really good opportunity for people to get their feet wet, to connect with like-minded weirdos and have these amazing wild adventures, especially towards more the unexplored parts of these countries. And, you know, I've done two retreats this year, Turkey and Mexico, and we're going to be doing this again. We haven't officially announced the Mexico one, but we, would, we will do it around October. Going to do a similar one, just going to improve it and tighten up the nuts and bolts and make this a, a better experience for everybody. But there will be a five-day retreat in Oaxaca where we're going to be spending time in Maria Sabina's village. And for those who don't know, Maria Sabina is basically like the, I guess, the godmother of mushrooms who brought it to the Western world. So it's going to be pretty wild experience. And I haven't been there myself, so it's going to be my first time. So if you guys are interested in that, Feel free to go on my website, yourmatetom.com, or sign up to my email list, actually, probably be better. Just go on the website, and that's where you guys will get the first announcements, where you can join up, because spots fill that fast, man. If this kind of adventure resonates with you, then consider checking out our Turkey retreat. You can check out my website, but we're going to basically explore the ancient mysteries of Gobekli Tepe, and some of the more unknown and more even more authentic and more ancient sites like Karahan Tepe. So if you want to hang out with us, go on a cool adventure, meet like-minded people and have a life-changing experience, then feel free to sign up. But yeah, anyways, on to our next guest. We don't have to really go into what subjects we talked about. You can check out the timestamps in the description box below. This podcast is also available on iTunes and Spotify, so feel free to subscribe on those platforms. But yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I wasn't going to say this, but I kind of want to vent a little bit because it's a pretty big deal, but my channel actually got a strike. Yep. And YouTube's reasoning, and this is their words, verbatim, I helped promote dangerous content that helped people create hard drugs. That's right. They used literally the words create and hard drugs. 
And it was funny because it was for, number one, it was for an unlisted video. Second of all, we were out there with a guide helping people identify poisonous lookalikes of psychedelic mushrooms. So it was a naturally occurring substance growing out in nature, no creation involved. And hard drug, well, I checked out the technical definition of hard drug, and that means a narcotic that often leads to physical addiction, which, as we all know, the evidence points the opposite direction when it comes to psilocybin-containing mushrooms. And there was like so much, there are actually videos out there of like, I'm pretty sure it's like a Vice video of a documentary teaching people how to make cocaine. So it's like, that is literally the creation of hard drugs. But yeah, anyways, I'm trying not to let this get to me too much. And it definitely did piss me off for a few days, but I'm like, this ain't gonna be the last time this happens. It's just, I don't know, it's more of the inaccuracy that pisses me off. Like if you wanna give me a strike for dangerous content, it's like, all right, but at least give me a legitimate reason, not some fabricated excuse like cr the creation of hard drugs, which is just not true at all. But anyways, I think this is why your guys' support is so important, especially on Patreon. So if shit hits the fan, my channel gets deleted. I mean, if it happened for an unlisted video, man, who knows what reasoning they can come up with. But anyways, hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to support this channel, check out patreon.com slash yourmatetom or buy yourself a t-shirt. All links in the description. Love you guys, and I'll see you guys very, very soon. We've got a huge backlog of content in the making, and I don't want to officially announce it quite yet, but I am working on a new channel. Already got a few videos up there. This hasn't been published, but I'm really excited. Keep an eye out. Love you guys, and I'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> you guys to yeah, that's what I'm laughing. We're just like laughing from the podcast perspective. You just in the background, just. <laughs> oh good so anyways welcome to another episode of the your mate tom podcast we're here in chiapas mexico mexico and we just did a epic two-week retreat one week each wow man what do you want to begin <sighs> you want me to hold it how do you, how do you want to do yeah it? we'll just pass it one okay. by one um, how can we begin? Should we just begin at the, what we've been doing, what we've been up to in this yeah. retreats? So we have been doing these retreats in Mexico and we take people into the deep jungles that is here uh, in the bottom of the state leading into Guatemala. And we go and see a bunch of Mayan pyramids and ceremonial sites of places that you probably will never see online. It's a very unique opportunity. Very cool. Um, very sort of transformational, spiritual kind of experience for a lot of people, myself included. It's very cool to see how much is still left to be uncovered. Like, I feel like, I remember when I first started, like, uh, making travel videos, I was like, there's, everything's already been found. Like, what could I make that hasn't already been made? But the more I travel, the more I see, like, we have no idea about our past. And all these runes in the jungle prove that, like, they only excavate a tiny percentage, just enough to turn it into a tourist attraction, and then just leave the jungle to reclaim the rest of it. So for me, I think it's uh, amazing to see that there is still mysteries on this planet, and that we really don't have any idea. We just kind of are making guesses, uh, and they're not even really educational guesses. They're just sort of public consumption to give people a sense of identity that that we're not just mm. here on you know just lost so that's what the retreat does for me it's been really fun 
do you think like because I notice that happens a lot in kind of the archaeologist community or just humans in general I think it's like that kind of pride thing of we don't we don't feel comfortable not knowing you know what I mean it's very obvious yeah it's so embarrassingly obvious and like even that like what was that in Palenque the jungle hike that we did then they say we they've only discovered like two percent they've only excavated two percent yeah oh man and because like we took a tour through the jungle and it's like you're going up these massive hills and he's like yeah this is all pyramid structures yeah and then like once you see palenque and you see these other places that have been excavated you can begin to make a mental image of what you're walking on you can see the platforms and you wouldn't really know otherwise if you were just walking you would just think it was a hill like you have to kind of sort of know what you're walking on but then once you see you're like oh my god i can see this is a clear pyramid and like then we get to the peak and you just and there's just hills all over the place and there's not actually hills there are structures that are probably before Jesus or at least thousand years old, you know. They started before Jesus. Yeah, some of them probably slowly, tombs slowly. and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I think the one of the guides, Hector, he texted me. They just found like a skeleton, which they believe was... <clears throat> or like how we were walking through after the rain and there was pottery on the ground yeah. and that stuff. Yeah, there's big mysteries. The world is full of mysteries still. And with this retreat, were you surprised that this had like that kind of spiritual transformative element? Because we didn't really <clears throat> like engineer this retreat with that in mind. It was just like, oh, yeah, let's just, we're going here, here, here. We're going on these I crazy think adventures. It's the place that we are coming from. Hmm. Like, I feel like um, other retreats, I was too energetically overwhelmed, set the tone for people. But I think we, we did a really good job at like, um, building that atmosphere and it wasn't really intentional it's just the way that it's supposed to be done like when we go to these sites we need to be respectful we need to recognize that they're ceremonial spots we need to recognize all the stuff that happened here that led to us being there and that when you can get into that awareness it's a byproduct of that is a spiritual feeling mm. so i think just by us telling people just be conscious of where you're walking is like enough to transform people it does set the tone because I think, remember the first week <laughs> we went to the, uh, it was one of the, the jungles near uh, Guatemala. Yep, Yaxchilan. Yaxchilan. And I think we went there a little bit too chaotic with our energy. Like, it, like it was cool, but like we were just like being loud and laughing, having smoking. fun. Sm yeah, a lot of people smoking weed and stuff like that. Some people were on mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. And then we go through and there was like this, stream like a waterfall coming yeah, from the and tree and this girl goes oh wow it's beginning to rain <laughs> in this very particular spot on my head and then we look up and there's just groups of monkeys like like uh forming an army and they're just throwing howler monkeys howler monkeys they're screaming at us and they're throwing poop and peeing on us i'll play a clip now just so you can hear how they sound death metal scream and i think it started with because <laughs> philippe just went boo just like quoting uh it was, he wasn't actually booing at the monkey it was just quoting rush hour and then it just started this fucking orchestra of howler monkeys yep. and i think from there they were like 
planning. Yeah, they were definitely talking to each other. Orchestrating a piss and shit attack. But it's because we were so loud and we were so uh, disrespectful yeah. of the jungle. But this time we really made, this second retreat, we really made an, uh, an uh, elaboration on like, hey, let's come in here with respect. Yeah. Let's recognize like... A clear what, intention what, going in. Yeah, and the jungle respected us more. We could hear yeah. everything. I heard all the bugs, mm -hmm. and it was so quiet. There was one point where I was like, I couldn't even tell that we were here as a big... And the monkeys did not get upset. There was no poop being thrown at us. And, like, we saw, uh, you know, like, more animals, and it's just more... The jungle is more... Uh, at ease when you're not like causing a big disruptions through yeah, it exactly because i think when you're being loud as well you're scaring certain animals and creatures we, like, saw, we saw the toucan yeah. we saw that cool that one blue bird that was at palenque <laughs> but still i think the monkeys were still trying to oh yeah they, they, were, us, they were yeah yeah they were as <laughs> rageful i guess yeah it's just what they do they, yeah. they pierce and shit on cars we saw that in the beginning yeah and we've got a good picture of that yeah because they were throwing shit at us man bombs <laughs> You probably got like one monkey actually producing this shit, and then you and probably the got another got monkey us. aiming. The bugs, the bugs are brutal. Oh, the mosquitoes! My feet are like so itchy. And I think we did you cop it bad, like because you went through the first group. This was after we went rafting. First group, or the first week, I didn't get bit by bugs. <coughs> Second week, I was totally <coughs> eaten yeah, alive. I think that is. I don't know. We just, they were just worse the second week. Man, I was like running through the jungles and they were telling us that they're like, they, we could potentially see a jaguar and stuff like that. But apparently they're not the most dangerous animal to come across. It's the boars, which I believe. Well, because a jaguar, unless it's hungry, is probably really not going to mess yeah. with you. They're smart enough to know. Yeah. Probably not to mess with humans, even if they could take us Boars on. are just very territorial and just like these dickheads. They're just, and they run at you and oh, stuff. Yeah. And maybe some of them are like pigs that escaped and then metamorphosized into this wild ball and they're just like, nah, these motherfuckers, we're yeah, going to get yeah, revenge. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I would hate yeah. humans if I was a pig. I would too. It's a rough life. But it's been amazing. I love Mexico. The church, you can talk about the church. Chamula. Oh, so get this. It's like this, because obviously like years ago, like centuries ago, when the Spanish colonized Mexico and basically all of South America and there were basically forcing Catholicism down people's throats. And I think in the Mayan culture, they had some similar symbols, like the cross. There were certain other things, like, like even triad God and things like yep. that. And so for them, it the was... the earth, the sort of like the divine mother. Yeah. And so not to say that it was an easy conversion, but definitely an easier. Yeah, like so the, the Spanish show up and they have the cross already. They have this divine mother. And on, what, what is that? Which they called, the Mayans called them, called the Divine Mother Tonanzin, which is kind of like Pachamama mm -hmm. or what, or they call it now the Virgin of Guadalupe, mm -hmm. which is a sort of expression of the Virgin Maria. Mm -hmm. And in this church, it's like, you can't take photos. Like it is a Catholic church, but when you go in, it's like pagan. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's a, very pagan. It's a very hybrid Catholic pagan type because it's got right? pine needles all over the ground. There's nowhere to sit like a normal Catholic church. There's candles, yeah. thousands. I mean, maybe even 30,000 candles. There's some paintings, right? You see like Crazy a lion, paintings a of a jaguar, jaguar, a bull, the archangel Michael. Yeah, they, they <laughs> found funny because like, aren't Mexicans like the biggest consumers oh, of yeah. Coca-Cola? So when you go there, they actually 
consider Coca-Cola to be this magical brew which they offer the saints. the saints. Yeah, because the Mayans had a drink similar, which was made from corn, purple corn, and they, when the Coke came in, it was easy again for them to adapt because of the carbonation, which helped them with mm -hmm. digestion, uh, because of the sweetness of it, it was very addictive for them. So they just adapted and changed, and now they offer Coke to them instead. And they shake it up and offer the gas as like a way to elevate the prayer for them. Yeah. They shake the, the Coke. So it's they, like the magical essence yep. of the Coca-Cola. And they also sacrifice chickens yep. in the actual church. Like you have a couple people who are like uncomfortable with that, but this time around we'll like just warn them like, hey, this might be a little bit full on. But most people are like, yeah, I want to see the chicken. Yeah, And they just pull it from the neck because apparently because if you twist it and then blood drips from the beak apparently that's no bueno and they eat it actually which is kind of weird to eat an offering like that doesn't the shaman eat it yeah well like so, the person who offered it or something i think like they that? say the shaman eats it which is strange because typically you don't eat things that you are offering like cleansing with and do you think it's like a clash, like the Mayan indigenous mythology to Catholicism, or do you think it actually mixes quite well? Or uh, do you think it's like kind of like a contradiction? I think it probably mixes well. Yeah. I feel like it's, a, it's its own thing, almost. It's its own thing, but these guys make it work. I feel like they have found a way to maintain their Absolutely. traditions while having to sort of... Uh, you know, roll with the punches of what has happened to them. And them specifically, there's a village 20 minutes away that's completely different. Normal Catholic church. They're not maintaining their traditions like this area. Yeah, because this is one of the two only churches that are like that because the vast majority of churches are just traditional. Normal churches, yeah. This is Catholic. a very, very unique church. And it's, I mean, where do you see a, a church that allows animal sacrifice and, <laughs> and sort of uh, just... These bizarre rituals. And to be fair, that's what we were doing for thousands of years, right? Like, that's what the, the Jewish people were doing with goats and yeah, lambs yeah, sure. and stuff like and that. Jesus. Jesus. But they, I found interesting that they put... They say that that person who baptizes a, another person is, like, higher up or something. So they put John the Baptist spiritually higher than they do Jesus Christ. So I guess he's kind of like the Jesus in a sense. They kind of worship him. He's like at the top. Man, that's so fascinating. Well, I guess because he cleans the, you of your sins, or I don't know why. Yeah, well, because just because he was the one who baptized Jesus, so they just because of that they just put him above him. Yeah, that's what Raphael said. Anyway, I mean, it'd be cool. I'd like to hang out more and really get to know what's going on instead of just like this sort of tourist yeah. regurgitation that they feed you. And it's open 24-7. They're constantly playing. You can smoke like, weed inside? Yeah, you can smoke weed inside, but you can't kiss <laughs> someone else. So, And they're like constantly playing Christmas music. And I was like, man, it was such a... But it was actually quite special, man. I, was like, I sat there and kind of just sat special. with the space. And you know, a lot of us like did a prayer. And it feels sacred in there a little bit. It does. Bit, yeah. like, I could imagine like some hardcore like fundamentalist... Protestant would go in here oh, and be like, sure. oh, this is witchcraft yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it definitely has like that kind of Catholic essence, but just with the mixed in with the the Mayan roots, you know. That's pretty cool, man. Because like you just look, it looks like a church from the outside. 
and then you start to go in and it just opens up and there's all those candles you're just like holy shit it's like, like thousands it, of them it's like because the... you're being conf- like you walk into a church and you kind of know what to expect even if you're confronted with like beautiful murals and stuff you're like oh this is a really nice decorative church but it doesn't blow you away when you walk in there it's almost like takes your breath like home mm. like you're being confronted with something you never really see it would be nice to like learn more about that one and then yeah i mean these mayans here don't can't even communicate with the mayans an hour away so even though they're both mayan and they both speak maya mayan they communicate with each other because that's how fast the language is I mean, went to Guatemala. Actually, do you want to share the story about the <laughs> the deportation? Oh, well, yeah. Someone got oh, depor- deported on accident. They kind of snuck into Mexico. Yeah. Which, it's funny because, like, you know when you go into a bathroom and then there's, like, the sign and there's someone, like, s- sitting on the toilet seat and it's like, don't do this. And we're like, why would they put a sign like that? It's probably because someone did that. Well, now we're going to have to start adding bring your passport, which we thought we never would have had to do, but someone did sneak in through the Mexican border without a passport. And then when we went through the immigration, it was this whole drama. Yeah, now yeah. now that like I am organizing retreats, I can see why people have to put like the obvious do nots and mm-hmm. do's, like some of the things that you would think you would never have to say. Like, like lock the door when you're taking a dump yeah, in the toilet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But we need to say those things because people don't do it. Yeah, I get it. Flush the toilet. Because how many times have you seen signs? Don't piss on the floor. Why would you even put that there? Like, obviously, like right now, like no smoking sign. But man, that was was actually really dramatic because I think because he came with someone else and they kind of got broken up. And wasn't the guard crying as well? Yeah, one of the guards started crying because it was emotional. But I mean... Countries have rules, and you have to respect the rules of the country. It's like, yeah. Especially passports. Any country that you go to. Because you're like, at the end of the day, while like kind of stepping into someone's home, you know, and they, they have their own customs and regulations. And I think it's very easy to kind of judge a, a culture. Like, oh, they're, they're weird. They're doing all these barbaric things. But maybe how many things do we do that's probably fucked up? You know, Most. like I'm sure they look at us the same way. Like, or giving uh, psychiatric drugs to like young kids or whatever. I'm just like spitballing. But yeah, I mean, even just our manners. Yeah, uh, I feel like Amer- although Americans are very polite, we're also rude in other areas. Uh, like you said earlier, like you noticed that the Americans don't say you're welcome. Yeah, I know. I noticed that for the first time when I came in here, every American that, that I've met, when you say like, "Oh, thank you," they just go, "Mm-hmm." But well, I've always been used to like, you know, "Oh, yeah, no problems, no worries, you're welcome." So- is also equally barbaric and so it's little things those little patterns that show up i don't know what do you think of like the the groups and the the kind of mixture of all these cultures and stuff and also what we were talking about how (laughs) the groups are so weird because it's like archetypes of us like different (laughs) slivers or expressions of us in these people which makes sense because they're coming because they resonate with some part of us but it's interesting to see, like, we play a game, like, guess who is in which group. And it's almost very easy to say this person's in my group or this person's in Tom's group. Like, give us an example. Like, what will be someone from your group? <laughs> like the Baba. <laughs> we have, like, uh, a guy here with his mother, Patrick. He's, like, a yogi, six foot four, with big 
dreads and in his beard as well. Big beard with dreads and uh, rude rocks yeah. beads, dressed like an Indian that, sadhu. That painting on the he's got on the forehead. Uh, he's got forehead uh, tilak and yeah, I mean that's very obviously mine. It would be very surprising if he was here because of you, or like you, like your guy Yannick, who is like a, has the strongest fingers in the world. <laughs> Not that you have strong fingers, but that... It's like that, that fitness part of me that, that I'm into is like to the extreme, yeah. like focused in one direction. Yeah. Man, this guy, oh, he can like do pull-ups from like just the top part of your fingers, you know? Yeah, very complicated. I couldn't even do one. And, you, like, and he showed us a video of someone snapping their fingers and you can hear the tendon break from like 20 feet away. And it makes like a... That is what it sounds exactly like that. Oh, could you imagine? Apparently, it's one of the most painful things you can, oh, get, you can go through. I think the Achilles tendon does oh, that as well. Oh, no. <laughs> that would hurt so bad. Okay. Like, what's another example of, like, the archetypes um, manifesting? More emos than mine. <laughs> <laughs> More like scene kids and like people that are a little bit more like, uh, yeah, like more emotionally unstable, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like I had that too. I was very emotionally unstable as a kid or like growing up. I feel like just kind of recently, maybe even still now to a certain But these guys that come from your retreat are like interested in improving and changing themselves. Hmm. I feel. Not that the people in my group aren't, but... Yeah, I feel like you'll like that as well. Yeah, definitely. But it's uh, it's different expressions. Like, yours are kind of like men looking for a rite of passage into manhood. Right. Whereas mine are like emo kids <laughs> discovering spirituality. Right. Okay. I so think it's the same thing, but it's just like... Like a different part. Like the same a, mountain? Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, like, we're combined Different forces. limbs of the same body. Exactly. It's a different different path. Man, it's, it's going to be interesting, actually, like, 10 years down the line, getting, like, this massive meta-analysis. Yeah. And, like, really noticing cool. it. Yeah, yeah. You used to be, like, a emo kid. Yeah. You were, like, deep into the... Was it, like, emo metal? Is that... Emo metal? No, more like hardcore. Okay. Like, like emo, Would you put post-hardcore? Like, early Parkway mm, Drive in that? That's starting to get out of my lane a little bit. That's a little okay. too metally for me. Okay. Like hardcore for me was more probably you've never even heard of some of these bands like uh, things that pop in my mind, kids like us, Casey Jones, Throwdown, Terror, more like a little bit of screaming. I got into like uh, death metal a little bit, like death, like a uh, pig squeals, job for a cowboy. I've heard uh, of that one. You know, like what? black metal mayhem and all that. Uh, sometimes. I don't listen to it by myself, but I can appreciate it. Oh, okay. It's a bit too... Too much. Too tin canny. Yeah, like, it, I don't know, if they improve the production, but I guess that's part of it, that's isn't part of it? it? Yeah. It's to like make you feel uncomfortable. Scary church. What else? Uh, Bring Me the Horizon. See, I like the newer stuff when they go more... New metal? metal? No, they're more death metal than back in the day. I mean, like, the later stuff. Their, their new stuff? Yeah, is it more death metal? It's more... I would call it more mainstream rock, almost. Okay. I was going to say, it's a little bit more palatable. It's more maybe a uh, fuller arena sounding, whereas before, it was more just like... Dun, 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 tsh, like, you know, 
breakdowns and and like what attracted you to that specific type of music what was like growing up with that community well, myspace probably it was myspace came and that was just like a wave of of rock however you know different avenues of rock acoustic came emo came the sort of electronic synth pop like hello goodbye came parkway drive bring me the horizon like there was lots of these different uh new emergence of rock expressing itself and i think it came mostly from myspace okay. pure volume and there was just like all over especially in the u.s there was like just a wave of of like a like a movement like a rock movement was happening mm. and that just i just was a part of that so what would be like a a crossover band that maybe you and i both enjoyed that was kind of maybe one foot in one world one foot in the kind of pure metal world because I, I was more into like trivium lamb of god yeah, metallica no, I, I never got into that. pantera that was always too like, that was like that's like real metal yeah that's like metal heads like, like <laughs> they push pit like yeah, yeah, yeah i was more like hardcore moshing like this type of stuff throwing the arms punching people kicking, in the face doing the karate kicks whereas metal people do like the circles yeah in the walls of death. Well, I know even in metal, like if someone falls in the middle of the mosh pit, everyone would stop and yeah, kind of lift it's them like, up. It's like that in hardcore, but there was there's clicks. It's what, very clicky. What do you mean? So like one click might not like another click, and we try to hurt each other. Oh. Yeah. What do you mean by click? Like there was lots of uh, almost like gangs. Not like gangs, but it like, uh, yeah, gangs. Like one band versus another? Or? Not bands. Like, for example, where I lived in Detroit, we didn't like any of the kids that would come from Ohio. So anytime oh. the kids would come, from, come up from Ohio to our shows, we would always make a point to be very rough with them. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, we don't like none of the Ohio people. Or like people coming from like the northern part of Michigan. Then when they come down, we'd be like... That's so funny how... like tribal we can be with that like that's his because it's are. not just country versus other country it's like state versus state city versus city friend the, group versus friend yeah group. the west side of the city versus the east side of the we're city. tribal creatures it's just like what we do everything goes like real niche like suburb versus the next suburb or the eastern streets, line versus the streets south, versus southeastern streets. line yeah <laughs> for real it gets like that in the city streets versus streets even here in mexico cart certain cartels own certain streets yeah. they could be in the same city but one cartel won't go down another street because it's occupied by a different family or a different group of friends. Do you think it's possible to transcend that part of ourselves, like as a society? Or do you think at some level I that's think, always no, a No, no, no. I think we're slowly doing it with the social media. There is definitely more acceptance, like everyone, cultural appropriation. Like there's big forces that are like uh, trying to be respectful of the global culture. I don't think it's being done right right now. And I think it's like on the extreme side of the pendulum. But I think the fact that it is happening and like the people are trying to defend and make us all sort of get along and respect each other means that we are progressing in that way, I think. Mm. I just think it's a little um, misguided, right, in the current state, which yeah, is new. We still don't even know how to use the internet. So, of course, it's going to be misguided in these early stages. It's like a double-edged sword, I guess, because it's like bringing people together, but then at the same time dividing us. Yes, but I don't think it's, it it's probably other pals that be that kind of orchestrate this thing. 
Because I was thinking, like, even it's video games, games, you got like it's, PlayStation it's Civ, versus Civ Xbox, Six. and <laughs> we're in a game yeah. of Civ Six, and we are not the ones in control. We're just the fucking ones being walking. Yeah. And it's like a multi-level, uh, leveled game, you know, <clears throat> like with religion slash spirituality, culture, even scientists. Like it's you so know funny. I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> like the Hindus converted me, and now I'm like. Trying to spread it around, just like Civ Six. <laughs> yeah, like, all these right. fucking Hindus are here. We gotta get these you, fuckers. Because you're talking to some missionaries, and they're yeah. like spreading their seed, yeah. and then you're just like yeah. continuing to spread that seed, and no, then that, you'd go against like you know like in a Muslim or a Christian, yeah. and then you'd like battle, and then see which one spreads more, yeah. which one wins. And we talk about that sometimes, how we anticipate Islam to be the dominant religion in our lifetime. Yes, I think if you were to like zoom out, could you see yourself converting? Not now, but I guess I wouldn't be like totally shocked in like 50 years. You know what I mean? I don't know. We're just like sitting on like a porch in the desert with turbans. <laughs> Told you so. Ahead, yeah. <laughs> we can just look back on this podcast. I mean, I know. What about you? Do you see yourself like actually converting to? I feel like uh, it's tainted by the extremism and that pushes me away from it. Mm. But. When I see real Islam, I get attracted to it. Mm, like the devotion, the community Like real, building. like yeah. not like, because uh, there's nothing like, I'm pretty, well, I never really read the Quran, but my Islam friends tell me like, there's nothing that's really tries to uh, force women to be a certain way and stuff like that. A lot of this stuff is like blown out of proportion. Mm. Like they're not like core tenets of the, like you could equally go through the Old Testament, equally go through any Hindu scripture and find inconsistencies and blow those inconsistencies up. But they don't really represent what the message is trying to say. That's true. And I feel like a lot of the extremists highlight those little niche points and try core tenets. Like, like absolute points. Like right. women. Like it's uh, women should cover up because it's sinful for them for men to see their hair because they might feel lustful. Mm. Like I think that is probably not a core tenet in Islam, and that everyone being treated with respect is probably more important than that point. But I feel like just you know extremism that's the way it goes. You know they take these points that they can benefit from and exacerbate them it's to the extreme. It's true. Like with any philosophy, like. And that goes back to tribalism. Yeah, exactly. Because like even if you were to take certain niche tenets of Buddhism of non-attachment and then it's like, oh, therefore I can just detach to everyone. I don't have to love, I don't have to have a preference over my mother than some stranger and take that to the extreme. But then when you go deeper into Buddhism, it's like, no, 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 there's probably some reconciliation. The the Buddha said like... Yeah, that's true, but walk the middle path. Still. Yeah, like yeah. still be a normal person, still treat people with respect, still live and recognize the separation that is presenting itself. But you know, in the background, know that there's a deeper connection. Exactly. So it's not like necessarily Buddhism saying that. It's just maybe one principle getting blown out of proportion. Well, it's because it's know? true. We are all yeah. one, but we have to. We can't live like that. And the no. Buddha, that's why the Buddha said, like, the middle path is the best way. Like, don't get lost in the extremes because it's not, like, the full human experience to get lost in the extremes, to get lost in, like, the complete non-attachment. Yes. Because, like, what? You're just, you don't care if your family dies. You don't care if yeah. you eat or Because then that would be, like, true enlightenment, right? Like, not yeah. being attached to that stuff. But at the end of the day, but like, almost, we're humans. But, we're but then, and also, in a kind of way, true enlightenment is... 
being attached to those things, but not being attached to it at the same time. Mm. It's a paradox. The one and the many. Yeah. So it's like... I think all religions kind of paint that picture in different ways. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's a paradox. I'm sure even Islam as well, like you've got like the one Allah, the absolute, but then at the same time, and you're connected to that source, but at the same time, you're a human being with a relative experience, you know, like a fragment, but part of a bigger picture. So I think something that you said in Turkey, it's like, like a flower, for example, even in, in a way, it kind of has its own ego because yes, it's connected to everything, but it's its own individual. It has its own individuality, but it still needs the sun, the rain, the soil. Like it needs everything in order to operate as it is. Same with humans. And it's a completely unique expression. No flower is going to ever be the exact same as any other flower. No. And same with us. Like for us to even have this GoPro recording with this microphone sitting on this bed in this hotel, like how much history had to happen before us? Like how much wars and blood and man, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, then I mean, we complain about the plane ride it takes to get here, yeah. you know. Well, so yeah, because on the way here, I was like, because my, my flight was like 40 hours from Australia. Yeah, me, mine's like, even if it's 10, I'm like, fucking 10 hours, man, fuck. And then because we got a layover and then this American next to me is like, oh, this is bullshit. And he's like, kind of looking at me to, I don't know, kind of interact give him, with Give his, him the yeah, confirmation. Him that, yeah, exactly. Give him that validation. Like, yeah. yeah, this is bullshit. I'm like, man, I'm not the right person to complain about this. And even though I want to, but it's like, at the end of the day... Imagine if we had to like... We used to have to walk. Like how long would it take to travel from a boat from Australia yeah, to the Yeah, we'd have to plan United like three States. months back. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave now. You leave too. We'll meet up in the middle <laughs> yeah. in like four months from now. I'll send, I'll send a raven to let you know I'm alive. And probably half the boat the will fucking, die on the yeah. way there. And then when you arrive, you probably get spears thrown at you. The raven's dead. <sighs> and then you never know. Like sometimes you don't even get to connect with your family. Like communicate over time. Fucking crazy, man. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. But no, I'm grateful. Grateful to be here. It's been amazing. I'm very grateful that the... <coughs> just the group, the facilitators, and just everyone coming together from <coughs> all walks of life. Because it always starts like... At the beginning, it's like all these strangers <coughs> coming together. Sometimes it clicks straight away. Sometimes it takes a little bit to warm up. And then by the end, people are like family. crying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's family. I don't want this to end. It's and uh, these, I'm thankful for the skills that we are learning from this. Mm. Like, I feel like I grow each one of these retreats. Like, not only like uh, in my organizational skills and my sort of mental skills of preparing things and helping people and uh, just navigating life, but also like talking to people. Mm. talking to groups is getting easier being like in service is feeling more normal i feel like we get really good um life skills from doing these retreats well like everyone's a teacher at the end of the day i try i try anyway it depends on what day and what mood i'm in but i try to listen more than so i like to because everyone has experience man everyone has life lessons yeah all these guys doesn't matter what age because I don't want to be like that. You, as you get older, you're like, and then you talk to like someone half your age and you're like, oh, I know more than you, so I'm going to teach you. Like these it's guys, like Ray and Coleman, like 20 years old, they have infinite things to teach us. And what were we doing at 20? What were you at 20 years old? Me at 20, brokenhearted over girls, <laughs> fo completely focused on girls. 
broke, <laughs> lost. We lost in terms of like not knowing what everything. to do with your life. Yeah, everything. And what did you do to try to? Did you try remedy that just through drugs? Wait, how, mm, when did you did you get into drugs at twenty? No, twenty one, twenty two is when I was introduced to mushrooms, and that really like showed me. I was just I don't know. I can't even explain it. It was just like uh, I remember I was inside, and it was like scary inside. It was like the shadows were creeping towards me from the hallway, and like it felt like they were just gonna consume me and grab me. And I was like, I gotta go outside. And I walked outside, and it was like entering heaven. It was like the first time, I, like a baby opening its eyes for the first time. I could see every mm. color in the shade of grass. The clouds were blowing in the wind, and I could feel the wind, and the trees were blowing, and like it just was this overwhelming beauty. And I was just like the first time I had ever experienced it. And it was just like, wow, wow. There's like just this life is full of potential. And why would I, why wouldn't, like, this is here every day. And I'm inside letting the shadows consume mm. me when I can just go outside and the colors are there and the trees are there and life is alive. And that really woke me up. And then I got heartbroken from a girl. And through some inspirations, long story short, ended up in india did you have your channel at this time yeah but not really okay my first trip to india is when i was really like when i really built my channel 2017 at the end of the year in like october 2017 but it's been that's up and down there, there was like periods where i didn't do anything and it's still man that's like yeah. early days it's i mean really even good. technically i started a youtube channel yeah before that but it was just like i was early, i was early days for sure i was like being invited to um different events with like some of the biggest YouTubers at the time, Jenna Marbles, Ray William Johnson, Kasim G, Ed Bassmaster. Wow. Did I used to watch all these guys? Smosh. Uh, and I remember like a few years in a row, I was going to these conferences in Florida and I would be in the after parties and I'd just look around and it would be all the biggest YouTubers in the world, the most creative people on the planet. And they're just here and I'm just wow. like, how the fuck did I get in this room with these people? These are like the pioneers, man. The pioneers, yeah. Well, cat videos first, probably, <clears throat> and then the first wave. Yeah, well, do you remember, was it Fred? I met Fred. He was there, too. <laughs> oh, really? He was there. I hung out with him. I was smoking weed with some of these guys, and it was interesting. Yeah, man, 10, that's a long time. And now, because I remember even just a few years ago, people asked, like, oh, yeah, what do you do for, for a living? I'd be like, oh, yeah, YouTube. And they're like, what, really? How do you make money from that? And now it's like pretty normal i think it's like the most popular career choice for a kid on like through a certain age maybe tiktok might be being youtube oh, now yeah tiktok but do you think youtube will surpass tiktok uh, tiktok in shorts mm. that'd be interesting like i hope it does maybe long term yeah maybe long term do you think TikTok has like a long-term stay or do you think it's going to be like a Vine? I think it's going to be Snapchat. like a Vine. I think there's going to be a big push against against TikTok because they're clearly manipulating the algorithms to... Mm. And even like YouTube's being and a little And their terms more. of service in TikTok's terms of service are very crazy. Even having the app on your phone. So it's not just you have to open it up for it to have access. Even if you make an account... If you make an account... They have access to all of your electronics and the, the things that you have on your electronics. Ridiculous permission, like very crazy permissions. That's giving China permission. That's giving China permission. Yeah. Fucking hell. 
So who knows when China scary, decides man. when China decides, okay, we're not going to use nukes because we recognize the planet. Yeah, it's digital warfare. They're going to say, okay, watch this. We have access to everybody's records, all the text messages, all the photos. They make everything mm. public. All the husbands cheating on the wives, all the wives cheating. All this is public. You can go in. I say, okay, I want to read Tom's text messages. I type in your name. China's got this whole folder on you. All your images, all your shit. I can go, okay, Tom in whatever this time of year. What was he talking about? Oh, look at Tom was... I don't know, fucking banging ladyboys <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> and then look at the pictures of it. <laughs> Any of this stuff. Uh, this politician is, you know, having orgies with gay people and he's promoting, you know, homophobic uh, rehabilitation or something. And now all here it all is. And or you could probably take things out of context because you know sometimes anything. sometimes you just say like we, within the boys with your mates you would just say yes yes crazy exactly shit. like you don't mean it yes and that's kind of why it's funny so you just say the most horrendous yeah. fucked up shit and, and then, then they so, could just take the transcript of yep. that oh look look what he said yeah. it's like no no it was in context <laughs> but think about the social chaos that would create that would be oh. warfare people would be killing each other oh that's motherfucker that stole all my money. Oh, th she was cheating on me with him. All that stuff. Oh, the politician. Oh, Biden really was laundering money in Ukraine. Politicians' heads would be on sticks. Husbands' heads would be on sticks. There would be like uh, like Purge, like the movie. And all China has to do, they already have the information. All they have to do is, we gave it to them. All they have to do is release it. That's the next step in, in, in war. <laughs> I hope not, but I think you're right. It's like digital warfare. Well, I mean, I think, how long until they, until I can't be the only one that thought about that. Because every era we have like a new currency, like the most valuable currency, right? Like there was a time of oil, gold, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's attention, I feel right yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. That's the number one. And there's going to be when, what, like when America says, okay, China really is trying to manipulate us through social media. They are trying to manipulate us through collecting data. And then we say no. And then that's when China says, well, fuck you. We already have it. Here it all is. Mm. Then America collapses because we find out all our politicians are corrupt. We find out all the religious institutions are corrupt. China does nothing. They don't even have to send a person to die. Smart. Well, if you're thinking at it like a... I hope none of them are watching this. <laughs> it's like, like taking notes. At TikTok right now. Recording <clears throat> yeah, TikTok's this. Like, oh, all right, flag this. Take a, take a note. But I think if you... If you think about it like a game of Civ Six, I mean that's genius. You weaken the infrastructure of the societies that you want to conquer yeah. through social manipulation. Yeah, because then you don't even you don't have to do anything. You just make them stupid. You just make them overly emotional. You make them mm -hmm. hyper, hyper. Uh, they hyper identify with, with vulnerable traits within themselves mm. so you're right and because like you identify as being like i'm a victim i'm, I'm yes. this I so have... you so you you right amplify that you put it on covers of magazines you make it a movement mm. so then any attack on that is a meltdown and then through mm. that you don't have anyone focusing on real issues you don't have anyone focusing on becoming better is because now they're comfortable with having the story with I'm this way because of these circumstances, because of these conditions, and that's just the way it is. There's no like, uh, there's no 
overcoming the mountain. It's just being okay with staying at this right. base here. This is where I'm at because this is where I was born. This is my genetics. And then you, yeah, you make them identify with that. And then you make another group identify with the opposite. And then you just fucking throw them in, throw them in the flames and just have them battle it out. And it's, and it's dangerous, man. We even even the term I am, like, because <clears throat> I used to identify with being depressed. Like, you're kind of casting a spell over you all the time. And then your brain starts looking at all these reasons. Like, oh, this is why I'm depressed. Every this day is, why I'm is depressed. new. Every day, yeah. every moment is new. But, I mean, I feel like, day, you know, we get through the day, we go to sleep. It feels like a new sort of thing. But we don't have to identify with the story of yesterday, and that's what we do. And that makes us very, it gives our power away. Like when we do that, when we allow these institutions to tell us who we are, they have all the power. We give mm. them our power. When they are the ones that say, um, you're LGBTQ, and we're the sort of, they, they act as the voice for that community, all the corporations. And then they sort of dictate the way it is, and then they they create these, uh, vulnerabilities and then they sell you things back to yourself mm. they make you identify with it they take your voice and use your voice for you and then sell you products right. to fill that and, gap and they pervert like what well, something has a very pure intention but they kind of pervert it That's as a way to make do. profit yeah and then they I don't know people still get duped Everyone into believing duped. they're all <laughs> yeah, myself too included they're but. all duped all of Americans are all duped they're not fighting for anything real they're fighting there is some there is some very great social uh, in the country, but it's being done in through by corporations. So it's not real progress. Mm. It's just uh, it's just war, really. It's we're not really um, becoming more inclusive. We're using inclusivity as a way to be exclusive. Yep. So it's like this weird Absolutely. manipulation, and it's a hypnosis. And they kind of trick people into thinking that they actually care about these yeah, stuff. So, so it's just yeah. a way of making it's more money. You know? Like yeah, because they we think we're we're fighting for something, but we're really fighting for the opposite cause. They've mm -hmm. they've, and Black Lives Matter is another uh, great example of that. Is that is a cause no one can deny. Black people in, in America and in Africa and other places yeah. of the world. Well, in Australia, the Aboriginals. It's it's it, there's a, a very clear history and saying black lives matter is a powerful statement to make those communities feel like they're yeah like, like we heard care. And we care. Yeah. yeah absolutely it, but then you find out all the people that started this movement where did the money go there, none of the money was filtered into the communities they all bought mansions and lamborghinis and all this mm. is is recorded and on taxes we can see where the money went and none of it went into the communities that needed it. Well, and I that's, guess, how, that's yeah. how they do it. They, they have you identify with something, they sell it to you, and then they take the money, and then you're, we're fighting for something that you thought was right, but you were fighting for the enemy the whole time. Mm. That's why you gotta be very careful with where you're putting your money, you know? I mean, it's not really a new pattern. It's just yeah. kind of human greed just manifesting different ways, and how many times have you heard some famous charity that's like, oh, it's doing so much good for the world, and then you the Hillary look Clinton, deeper into what, what it. The Clintons did with the Katrina Foundation. Or Haiti. That's what it was with the ha with Haiti. None of that money made it there. They, they I'm, raised, not, I'm not familiar. Or like, for example, where I'm from in Michigan, we have, the, we have Flint two hours from where I live. The water, the pipes are filled with lead, which poisoned the water. They had celebrities come out 
They had politicians come out. They raised millions of dollars. The pipes are still dirty. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? You can't tell me it cost. Do we, do we know? No, we don't know. I mean, maybe someone knows. I don't know. TikTok probably knows. TikTok probably knows. <laughs> but, like, you can't tell me you're going to raise half a, million, half a billion dollars or whatever they raised. And no, nothing got fixed. There's still kids that are poisoned forever. They're still taking showers in lead-poisoned water. Shit. They're still cooking with that water. It's like, dude, I, I can't imagine it costs more than a quarter of a million. Or a quarter of a billion or whatever. I don't know what the finances are, but the money didn't get distributed. So, what did we get from here? The only thing... Well, the thing is, I think people get too too caught up in fighting a big fight. And the real fight is our personal lives. Uh, a bit becoming, of Peterson becoming in better, <laughs> Becoming better. You as, want to change the world? Clean your room. It's true. But, yeah. That is the truest thing. Is so true. If you want to change the world, be better. I think Gandhi said, be the change you want to see. Ramana Maharshi right. said, the greatest gift you can offer the universe is your own realization. Yep. So like, or instead like, of Jesus, like... What did Jesus say? Like, instead of taking the speck out of your brother's eye, take the log out of your own eye first. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I think what you just said there, you nailed it on the head. Like, we're trying to fight this big... F instead, of, instead of like small incremental changes that compound over time, like making your bed in the morning, drinking water instead of a Coca-Cola, being kind to somebody, forgiving more. Stop buying stuff with canola oil in it. Yeah. Stop. That's so, actually scary, man, when you find out how much supporting Nestle. Has. Yes. Like, these little things are very easy for us you to do. Bill Burr one? Which one? Where he's talking about Nestle and they want to own all the water. So they, they do. So I just want to own all the water. They own all the water in Michigan. They take the water. Michigan so has... That, that's the, a fact. That's a, I mean, maybe not all the water, but they definitely own, like, shitloads of water, so and they sell it back to us. It's like, dude, this, private, is in, this is in our backyards. That's what Chile does, actually. They privatize water. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's fucked up. How can you sell us water on our planet? Right. So being careful where you put your money. So that is... Of, well, yeah. okay, so we live in a money-dominated a money society. Voting doesn't matter. You go check a box, it does not going to make any difference. We've seen that from our own lives. Our parents have been alive. We still have grandparents. He's joking, YouTube. Don't demonetize me, please. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's an obedient little servant. It, it gives us the illusion that we're taking part in society. Mm. But the real way that we change and, and vote is through our money. Stop supporting these corporations that don't support the communities that you live in. And um, clean your bed. Call your mom. Mm. Pick up your trash. Because I think um, me and Philippe were talking about, like, sometimes you meet a lot of people who's, like, all talking about spirituality and working with crystals and Reiki and all this spiritual woo-woo stuff, and then they leave a mess behind. Yeah. You know, they leave plastic behind. Yeah. It's like, that's the spiritual thing to do. Or you yell at your girlfriend <laughs> right after you're done talking about the crystals, how magical yeah, they are. I've done that so many times. And we're all hypocrites to a certain degree, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because like, I think you and I probably do the same shit. Yeah, for sure. But it's just like trying to do one step better. And that's the whole point is, yeah. is the battle is not climbing the mountain, it's just the next step. Mm. And knowing which mountain to climb, I guess. And knowing which mountain, and yeah, I guess knowing your direction's a good thing to have. But if you don't know where your direction, also just follow your feet. Yeah. Like you're, just make true. sure you're 
follow your feet, but keep your head up so you don't walk into something. Yeah. I think something in Hermeticism, they say like, yeah, sure, like gaze up at the stars, but watch, watch, where, where, you walk. You, watch where you walk because yeah. you'll trip over. And I think it's always like, it always comes down to like this middle path, reconciling yep. the paradox, you know, the one and the many, the physical and the spiritual. Which is even sort of Jesus. Jesus came to cleanse us of sin so that we mm-hmm. can follow this middle path. We don't have to be like, uh, we don't have to be like ascetics living like Moses or something like that, or being like uh, ridiculous gluttons or yeah. something like that. Jesus took on to like, to make mistakes and to grow. And all the prophets did. I think Jesus is the only one that's like the blood free, sacrifice. Of, free, of, free of sin, you know what I mean? If you go by the, I yeah. guess, official canon anyway. But like all the old prophets, they all did fucked up things. Yeah, like Moses sure. killed someone. And so even even old prophets have like committed murder and then they've transcended that and walked the path to God and love. And I guess maybe that's the only time you can be radical with your path is love. But love doesn't always mean no, just letting does. people walk over. No. Sometimes love can be tough. It just depends on what situation love you're in. Love is also the tiger eating the zebra. Yeah. Or the lion eating the zebra. <laughs> the, one, the one last night. I was like showing him like a video of, uh, yeah, it was literally yeah. a lion eating a zebra, eating a zebra like from <laughs> down up. Pretty brutal. Like the thing is, is like our love is not like a Hallmark card, a greeting card or something or a birthday card with a nice message. Love is God is going to kill you one day. And that's, yeah, that's, one way that's, of putting it. that's grace when you can really understand what that means that you are given an experience to begin with. And that to me is like what real love is. It's not like, uh, oh, you make me feel this way. So like, or, or we're going to have sex or like, uh, right. I well, love that you did yeah. this for me. Love is that God gave you an opportunity or that the universe gave you an opportunity or it's equally hate. Everything is is an expression of love. It's it's when we think love is only the good feelings. Yes, I think that's what like toxic spirituality yeah. would be, or toxic positivity. And real grace is the calm after the storm, after mm. like what God did with Job. Mm. Like love, that's a good example of love. Because then like, they call in in Islam, they call him the prophet of patience. You know, he was able to Ayub. withstand all that. Yeah, and because he really understood what love yeah. meant. And still have faith. And even when he was about to, like, why are you doing this to me? And then he just, God just shows him the reality of the universe. And it's yeah, like, it's man, way it's more It's so complex. beyond what you can, your puny mind can understand. And it is know? love. In the background of all the suffering, there is, there is grace. And if you look at nature, things need to die for new things to be born anew. You know? And it's hard for us to see it, the love in it, but it's there. And I don't know how to look at it. I guess that's what spiritual practice yeah. is for. And maybe, and maybe you'll even, that knowledge would even deepen. I think once you have kids, I would imagine sacrifice, like living beyond yourself. I think you can get there even without kids, but I would just imagine that that's when you, you would get it easier. Mm-hmm. Would you like to have kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like a big family one day. We're getting old. <laughs> we're thinking about this shit. 
Because <laughs> in my 20s, I'm like, nah, 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 I've got plenty of time. And then 30 hits, you're like, oh, shit. That's when, like, responsibility kind of weighs Yeah, no, I definitely more, feel you know? like a wave of, like, uh, it's time. You know, like, mm. it's, like, it's, like, uh, you just did what you did already. And now it's time to, like, a new chapter is opening. Like, your childhood is ending. Mm. Like, that part, the 20s is, uh, well, I guess most people spend their 20s just kind of fucking off, where I feel like we really did a lot of work in our 20s, like a lot of uh, emotional work. And I guess everyone goes through a lot of emotional work, obviously, but like not many people have the opportunity to live the way that we live. Like we've kind of lived lifetimes in our 20s alone. So like we're blessed for that. But it, yeah. it, it, and sometimes you take that for granted, and you don't really realize yeah, until you it, meet other people. Yeah, because we live the life. Yeah, so it's like, we, this is just my normal yeah. life. And then again, that's why like gratitude is such an important practice that you got to constantly, because the human nature, man, it just comes back in. And you, it's very easy for you to start complaining and taking things for granted. So it's like a const, constant work, you know. But thirty feels symbolic. It feels like, like uh, like I'm a man, and now I'm in life. And it's time for me to like fully cut the cord from the nest of my house and stuff mm-hmm. like that and begin my own. And I can feel that inside like my soul. Do you feel like as you get an older, especially in this age, like there are certain relationships that are kind of floating away, maybe certain friendships that maybe not uh, congruent? I think a lot of life? my 20s was like that. Yeah, I lost a lot of people in the 20s as I like sort of figured myself out. But yeah, I definitely see that pattern. Was that tough? Yeah, some people it's tough. But some people it mm. just seems like I just can't even relate to you anymore. Like we're just not even, like you're just on a different path. Like there's a lot of my friends I grew up with. A lot of them actually are very like spiritual people that have grown a lot. But like some of the girls I was with and stuff like that, it's just like I could have never actually ended up with them because they just, maybe they're still living the bar life or the club life or mm. just different. Like... Yeah, it's a different path. You just cause... grow apart from people. I feel like that too. Because I think at the beginning, I'd be too overly maybe righteous of like... I'm spiritual yeah. and you just don't understand. Yeah. Like pretty much. Maybe not exactly that extreme, but really, if you like zoom out, like yeah. that's exactly how I was being yeah, kind of too. thing. And maybe it's like, it's that need of like, you want to bring your friends on this journey with you. But then I think part of adulthood is like, sometimes you have to cut the cord or knowing when to mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to be cold and cut everyone off who's not even on a similar wavelength because sometimes they do eventually come with you on this path but I think that's where like kind of responsibility and sacrifice starts coming in because even now it's like, like there's a couple friends where I'm still maybe being overly attached to because we've been friends for this long but then things happen the same pattern happens over and over again yeah. and it gets more and more painful each time and it's also about being honest and like just saying how you feel yeah and like it's very hard to be honest with some people because you don't want to hurt people's feelings yeah it's hard man but like if someone if you think someone needs to hear something we don't ever i don't do that in my life ever but like that's a practice i'd like to do like be able to just be real with someone and say like i think this is a problem in your life yes and uh i love you and i want you to know that i think you could do better in this area yeah or maybe something you and yeah, you just and then you say it because I've, I've gone through that actually this year where someone did something that like really hurt and I kind of just brushed it off. 
I do that too. And then it will just like kind of just fester in my mind and I'll be in this infinite thought loop and it'll just come again and again until Mm -hmm. finally I'm like, nah, I've got to let this person know. And sometimes if they're a really good friend, you'll tell them the truth and then your friendship will actually deepen because they'll appreciate you for being real. But then I had one that just their ego flared up and they became really nasty and that shit hurt, man. To me, and then our friendship completely destroyed because of that. Just and you can also honest. know, like, that that's just pain. Yeah, it's just I like know. a lost dude. You know, ex- doesn't know how to ex- to own up to his shit, and would rather puff his chest out. Yeah, and, well, and especially I like, do it too. Yeah, well, especially if they do it over and over again, because you give them a chance. It's not like one strike you're out, but if it's a common pattern that happens again and again and again, then. You're like, no, I'm going to forgive you. Let's try this again. Then it just happens. And then you just have to let it go. And it sucks. It hurts. I hate leaving brothers behind sometimes, but <clears throat> deep in the soul, you I don't have much friends like that I, from home, that I like I consistently talk to all the time because mm. I'm hopping around so much. So I don't, yeah, I don't really lose too many friends. I already kind of lost them all. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I feel you. I I went through that the first wave from like high school yeah. to f- first getting into stuff because I think even now I think the vast majority is still drinking, getting drunk, and all that. And like that's cool if that's what they want to do, but it's just not a part of me. I feel like I force myself to just be a part of that world where deep down I n- I never really yeah. enjoyed it. To be honest, I think I was just too anxious and lost within myself that I feel like I needed this external validation to have fun or whatever when really it's just it's just not my world but some people love that man like you know what i mean like yeah going to a bar and watching sports and just getting eating drunk and eating burger just working the a normal job yeah and, it's cool you know, sometimes i envy that sometimes i see the rom- yeah. i see the romanticism in that life yeah and i feel like Absolutely. i'm missing out a little bit but it's not part of my personality you know, but yeah. just like some people, it's not part of their personality to, because there's always a price with everything, you know, even like what we're doing, there's a lot more, there's less a lot security. Of there's a, a lot, lot of sacrifice. Yeah, there is. But it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to pay and I've accepted that and that's cool, you know, because the benefits for me is like way better. But then, then for someone else who has a different personality type, it's not worth it. Yeah. And they made me just want that security, that nice cushy job or whatever. That's cool, man. It's that's a big, what we all have different leap. roles, I guess. It's a big yeah. leap to to chase something. But look where we've, where it's yeah. led us, you know. Alex, <laughs> no, you're my bro. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. I appreciate it. We've been through like a lot, man. Like you said, like just these last, even just like last five years, man. Like how much shit has gone down? It's a lifetime. We've lived lifetimes, like in stories a you could years. write. You could write a book about. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like in India, especially. Oh man, India is so funny. I love telling. <laughs> and we're going back. It's unlimited stories, into Mexico, Peru. Yeah, and even going back to these. I like going back to countries. You know, kind of like deepening our it's connection deep, with. Yeah, them. you deepen it, and you feel more comfortable. And yeah, it's definitely better the second, third time yeah. around. And your Spanish is coming along very yep, nicely. Speaking Spanish now. Yeah. And then imagine speaking a year from Hindi. now, five years. Dike. Turkish. 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 Yeah, I've been learning Turkish. I've been like polishing up my Spanish because I'm, I'm, I would say I'm fluent in Spanish, but I'm like want to get from that 95 percentile to the 99. Sometimes yeah. that small, 
It's like in Breaking Bad, right? To get the 92% purity to yeah. 96. It's, it's a big pfft. difference. Yeah. Worlds apart, you know? Well, here we are. We're men of the world. <laughs> we are like uh, the explorers that used to like, you know, oh, I'm in Egypt and they're writing down their little <laughs> yeah, notes yeah, yeah. and stuff. We're, the modern, through, through we're the modern yeah. expression of that. Like nomads, right? Yeah. We're, the, we're like the dudes that were like just fucking trapped, like Gordon Wasson who just traveled to Mexico, yeah. met Maria Sabina or any of these guys. We're doing the same thing. Or in, do you want to talk about what's happening in India or do you want to keep that what's under wraps in for now? Oh, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, all good. So we're going to go to India and our mate, Jose. Actually, maybe I shouldn't say names. Uh, how does this work? Because it's a little bit of a... We're going to bring a very powerful medicine to Agoris. Can you, can you say that? Is that so, okay? Yeah, so <laughs> we are going to bring a medicine yeah which is the legal. one that is very infamous for connecting you to source if you catch my drift and uh we're gonna see what happens when we give it to sadhus yes and agoris and these people that like meditate for a lifestyle and see what happens and because make a small documentary out of it which hopefully one day will be a bigger uh real production mm. and because I, I remember a story about uh ramdas giving how, how do you remember how many hits crazy was like he said enough to to kill a man basically yeah, okay so a heroic dose and even beyond potentially to asadu and basically it didn't even because he's there he was always in that state of consciousness it was like yeah like yeah um i live here <laughs> you know what i mean so it wasn't nothing profound but i wonder with this particular medicine if Either, because there's two ways it can go about it. I feel like they're going to get blasted off. I, I think so too. There's but no way you can't. I almost don't believe those stories about the acid. For like that big of a dose? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. You'd have to give it to another sadhu because there's only one story like that, right? Yeah. Well, and, and not every sadhu is the same. You know, some are going to be real and some are going to be fake. Some are going to have like a real practice that might actually be experiencing psychedelics naturally through breath or whatever. Mm. Well, just like it's any, hard to say. Just like any society and religion, there are a lot of fakes out there. Yeah, it's hard you to know? say. You got to find a real one and try it with him, and it's very, very hard to find a real one. And in Varanasi, of all places, is that is that all we're going to? Where we're going to? Or did we agree to Assam as uh, well? No, 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 Assam. Basically, just around Varanasi. Okay, that'll yeah. be that'll be better. better yeah, if we're just going for a short time, and then Turkey, and then Turkey, and. Maybe in between there, I might go to, or after, I might go to Thailand Peru. Also. Oh, yeah, Thailand. Just for a visit. <laughs> so, man, it's so crazy because I was like stuck in a cage for like two years. And now I'm just like, this is it. boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but Peru. I love it. We got potentially Peru treats coming. Uh, lots of very exciting plans for any of you like that are interested in like us sort of... planning it from scratch. Peru? Yeah. 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 Okay. And like if anyone, like uh, any of you guys watching want to come on like an adventure, check out yourmatetom.com or my website, dakotawint.com. And we both have retreats on there. And you can come hang out with us and like sort of get your feet wet in like a, you get to experience the world in like a very unique way because we take people to places that are like off the tourist zone. Yeah, Very yeah. unique places that like uh, you'll never find retreats like this. And that's why we wanted to make them is because they're so unique and these are trips that like are hand picked and crafted from us of places we have went 
and they're built to be transformational, like life-changing trips. And it's just not, not any psychedelics or anything, just like visiting crazy places around Earth, spiritual places, sacred places. And uh, it's really incredible. And I am 100% sure if you come on any of these retreats that you will have a life-changing experience. And you like, there's people that come and just stay. Like in Mexico, yeah. like it cha- they're just like I'm not going back home, and uh, so that's common for people to cry, man. But everyone's yeah, crying, like, so that just gives you an idea of like. But we didn't even plan. That's what's crazy for me because like we didn't really plan it to be that way. But then now looking back, it's like yeah, kind of side effect. Yeah, it's just a byproduct. Being, being in this space, and I think because a lot of people, the one of the patterns that I've noticed is that. People are kind of in their little bubble at home. Maybe they don't have a community like of weirdos like us who they can like genuinely connect and authentically express themselves. And but also go to like he's like Dakota said to these crazy places that you probably wouldn't go by yeah, you, yourself. You probably can't if you like Google <laughs> the best Mayan runes. The ones we went to probably won't even show up, no. but they're way better than the ones you'll just see yeah. in the tourist places. More authentic. More authentic, more undiscovered, and they're just as impressive as like Chichen Itza mm-hmm. or any of these places. With way less tourists. No one's there. You'll be, we'll be the only people there for the most yeah. part. Cause that's one of the things I didn't like about traveling the mainstream way when you just go to like the famous tours yeah. and stuff. I'm like, eh, you got to listen to Australians in the background. <laughs> oh, I don't mate. No, fucking like. We still have Australians in our group, but they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> they're always one of the highlights. Yeah, the, the Australians are the best. <laughs> Why is that? You guys from are an American, so funny. From I don't an know, American you guys are just funny. Like, you guys just have like a natural, like, sense of uh, comedy, but it's not, it's just your personalities. Like, you're not trying to be funny. It's just the way you guys talk the way you guys uh, just interact with the world. Like, uh, like what's his name? Clapping his sandals Thong. in front of the thing and you guys call them thongs. <laughs> so it's just like this funny little Australian stuff. It's just the highlight for me. And it's like, I don't know, man. I think it's so cool. Cause like everyone's like, I feel like you tend to like attract more the American crew and then sure. like mine's like the international crew, yeah, but yeah, like the sure. blend together, it's amazing. Yeah. Cause I couldn't imagine doing it like these retreats any other way, Yeah. you know? And it kind of eases the, the pressure as mm-hmm. well. So like combining forces and then of course we bring like facilitators who, you know, we love, respect and trust <clears throat> and they add to the experience. Like oh, everyone yeah. was so grateful for everyone oh, else yeah, for who sure. we brought along. Yeah, it's a great team. This and team is really, really good. Just like a really cool dynamic. And like, what was it? I was just thinking of like another pattern that I noticed why people come here. It was like the connecting with people. But yeah, I think also getting their feet wet. Maybe. Yeah, a lot of people want to travel for the first time and they want to have the but Like a cool, safe, authentic experience. Yeah, in very a safe authentic way. and safe, organized already so you don't have to do anything. Yeah. You get to hang out with us who have already been here. We know the histories of the place. We have all the cool facts. We know all the locals. And uh, it's just all the hard work is done. Mm. And, like, it takes a long time to, for one, make it this deep in the jungle. Relationship with the people in the jungle. And, and that, that's an ongoing process. So that's, like, this will just... I've been doing this for, with this, yeah. per, this particular area for three years. So like, I've been you know, working with these people in the jungle. They know me. So like yeah. it's uh, and we got a new 
connection. Yeah, new, we make he, new, he might we be make, our guy. Yeah, we know? make new connections. So like, uh, it's very uh, good for people that have never traveled before and want to do something crazy. Because if you come by yourself in Mexico, you're almost, unless you're like a wild person, you're almost do what we do. Yeah, it's, I don't know, you'd be, you have to be very careful, especially if you dress, obviously, like a tourist or like a, yeah. like a white, like typical hippie yep, and yep. stuff, like you're, you're meat to these people, you know? Yeah. But then when you're with a group, it's like, it's a completely different vibe, yeah. you know? With the spiritual transformative aspect of the retreat, I feel like that could be cool, like adding more of that element. You know, because yeah, like it kind of happened by accident, but I yeah. think it needs to be honed in on. And yeah, like get more like sweat lodges to Mascal, maybe go even deeper into the jungle, do some like shamanic ceremonies, breath maybe work. More, yeah, more like maybe workshops. So I kind of have a cool hybrid of that spiritual transformative, but in a grounded way, not in the too woo woo sense, kind of grounded in reality, but also like epic, crazy adventures. That, yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's this, that's a great service for us to offer to people. And it's good for us. And it's good for the community here. Everyone wins. Yeah. So what's the plan this year? For the rest of the Christmas, that's it. I'm getting married. And Tom's getting married. And then, yeah, just... I'm going to relax the rest of the year for the most part. And then... Like when we start in March. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably going to start even a little bit before that. Maybe go to Thailand before that. So just, yeah, I'm just going to spend time with my family, hang out. True. Well, it depends when. Maybe you could take advantage, go to Thailand. True. On your Australian leg. Because yeah. it's like super cheap. But I got to be, be back for Thanksgiving. Which is? 25th of November. Okay. So when, do you, when are you thinking? Uh, well, I'm not sure. What are you thinking? Maybe a week, a few days before when, the 20th. When is the exact few, wedding? 20, 20th the, of November. The, 20th of November That's is actual the actual wedding. wedding. Yeah. And moon. We moon might not even day? we might not even go because of the monsoon. But if we do go, it will be in December. So it won't be why you guys. Why, why yeah, and me being home for Thanksgiving is not a big deal. Just Christmas for sure. But maybe you could take advantage and. Go to some cool Aussie sites. Yeah. Anyone watching, would you be keen for like an Australia retreat, like out out in the bush? I'd like to go see some Aboriginal artwork, like walkabouts, like the ancient stuff. Well, see, Jared is really good with this kind of stuff. Like yeah. he knows, like oh, like where Aboriginal paintings where they depict aliens, the aliens, like the Palladians and things like that. Yeah, that would be pretty. The cool. dolphin you... people and <laughs> uh, where's that at? The Dogon people. That's not in Australia, but. It's just uh, made me think when you said aliens. The dolphin people. Yeah, the dolphin people in Mali. Mali? That's a country, right? Mali? Is it? Malai? Mali? I don't know. Anyways, they, yeah, they think dolphins came from the stars and they depicted them in ancient paintings. Well, because don't they say their brain is like four times bigger than ours or something like that? Sasquatch adventure, we were thinking. Sasquatch adventure. And <laughs> Canada going to search for Sasquatch. We've got lots of good retreats potentially planned. I, I feel like I have to bring Jared. We oh, have yeah, to bring sure. Jared on this. That would be a fun one. He is sassy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like the most famous Sasquatch cartoon. Maybe yeah. the most famous Probably. Sasquatch in the world. Yeah, he might be the most famous. <laughs> Harry, do you know Harry and Henderson's? Mm, no. Yeah, he might be more famous. <laughs> Someone watching knows who Harry and the Henderson's are, though. Canada. 
speaking of Canada. <laughs> hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? Fuck you, guy. <laughs> what did the Spanish priest say to the Arabian gynecologist? <laughs> Coleman is Canadian. One of the facilitators never heard of Terence and Philip before. Yeah, I mean, they made Canada seem like the worst country <laughs> full of terrorists, and they're the reason that Satan comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they would have a good sense of humor about that. Like, it's hard to get offended when something's so extreme. No, Canadians have good humor. There's a lot of good comedy that comes out of Canada. Trailer Park Boys, John Candy. How do you balance this travel YouTube life? No, I feel it home? a lot. Like, I, I, it's a constant shadow. Do you like, miss, miss it now? Like, not in this you... exact moment, but, like... Yeah. Maybe it'll hit me once in the day or something like that. Mm. But then when I go home, I miss this. So it's like, I miss, I, I, the grass is always greener. Yeah, I was at. literally going to say the same thing. I feel like a, maybe a one, one month on, one month off. Because I feel like I love going home, having my anchor, but then it's very easy for those old habitual patterns to start forming back. I and get then I get bad comfortable. When I get home. Yeah, that kind of rut. Yeah, I get bad habits all every time I'm home. Well, that's important to like be the architect of your environment, you know? It's like I was reading this book, Atomic Habits, and it's just like little things, like not leaving junk food around the house or like let's say if you want to quit smoking, you know, just leave your tobacco on the table or if you want to drink more water, start leaving water bottles everywhere. Yeah, it makes sense. Or your gym gear. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, like you like you said, pack your gym bag the night before. Yeah, exactly. Once, those once little tasks, those little tasks, your ego will be like, uh, you didn't pack your gym bag today. I guess you don't have to go. Because you whoop it. It's like a video game, man. Your willpower is like your stamina bar. And yeah. it just decreases, decreases every little tiny decision, yep. whether it's ordering something from a menu to yep. doing a big life decision. For sure. It takes a similar amount of energy. Absolutamente. Good guests coming. Yeah, and we'll, I think in Australia it will be cool to do a live podcast with Dakota, myself, and, and Jared. And also Wilfred's Australian. Invite him to the wedding. I think he lives, <laughs> he lives yeah, in Spain or something. Uh, does he? But that would be a cool podcast because that's another uh, OG Australian. Yeah, I've got to get... i got a couple cool... I don't know. I don't like sharing like what guests come on because then sometimes it doesn't go through. And I'm yeah, like, well, yeah, what happened yeah. when you said this? It's yeah. like I almost jinxed Jinx it or whatever, yeah. but... I'll say it when it happens, but I've got some pretty cool. I know I've been like so, I haven't been super disciplined with my podcast episodes. It's hard. It is. It's like combining this with like YouTube videos and it's like. Short. You know, now you got to do shorts. Shorts, you reels. Do reels. Yeah. It keeps getting harder. And that must, I know because like shorts is cool because that's what you, the YouTube algorithm is kind of promoting most, but then you get like. A fraction of the revenue compared to long I don't long think you form. even get any revenue from it. Because you got like fucking crazy amounts, man. I'm going to start getting on the shorts wagon, the reels. Yeah. TikTok. Or Tick hire someone else. I, I just I, I fucking, I just really don't like TikTok. But maybe that's the old man in me. They already got our info. Yeah, doesn't matter anyway. Well, so click subscribe. Want to share Your anything? Your Mate Tom podcast. <laughs> DakotaWin.com. YourMateTom.com. Catch you guys next time. Peace out.